I'm Jeff Hakeem, founder of MCM Wealth. Welcome to our podcast today. We do these podcasts to advise families, business owners, and health professionals. Our approach is to build customized portfolios for each client while offering comprehensive financial planning services. Thank you for joining us today on this educational journey designed to protect your future. Hello and welcome to the MCM podcast. I'm Wendy McConnell. Today, we are going to be talking about the main thing, kind of part two, financial security and prosperity. And today we are talking once again with Kirk Lowry, portfolio strategist at MCM and managing member of Advisable Wealth Engines. Kirk, welcome back. I'm pleased to be here. The main thing, right, is to be here. That is the main thing. Be present, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) The main thing and the main event. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So today, we're going to pick up where we left off last time when you gave us a little bit of a teaser when you mentioned the word prosperity. So let's talk about that. Yes. So let's link back to where we were with the main thing. This is Stephen Covey, who said the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And we were talking about in, let's call it broadly wealth management, your investments. The main thing is financial security. And it absolutely is the main thing. It has to be the main thing. But prosperity fits in, Wendy, because prosperity is an outcome of financial security. And when you think of what it is that you focus your time and attention on, the main thing, whatever it is, relationships, your career, whatever it might be, in this case, financial security, there are outcomes. And in effect, they're tandems. So we have the main thing. And then what are we expecting or to result from the main thing? In this case, it's prosperity. So when I think of prosperity, I immediately think, boy, that's the wealth. So is it being wealthy or is there more? Well, we certainly define prosperity in an economic financial sense. And that is certainly part of the definition. But when you actually look at the definition, which is often useful, there's this context, I think, is very important. It's it's the condition of being successful or thriving. And those are really meaty words, especially thriving. And when I emphasize being successful, you can be successful in a lot of things. And again, we want to take this a bit away from the whole financial economic sense. Of course, it's always there for us. It underscores most of the things we do in our life, but it's not the only way we measure ourselves. And that includes this matter of being successful. And being successful is what do you want to accomplish in your life? I mean, we owe a lot of greatness in our society from people that chose to just do good, you know, that it wasn't simply a matter of their own uh, economic attainment. Uh, Again, no judgment associated with that, but we we need people like that. And we want to honor people that choose that path, wherever it is in our communities or in our world. So that's a big philosophical thing, but nonetheless, 
something to always sort of ground us on. But the word I really think of is thriving. You know, when you think about thriving, it's really being who you are. And when we are thriving, there's just energy and intensity about what we do. And, and I hope everybody does have phases in their life where they are thriving. And we know that life isn't always thriving. That changes things, as we'll talk about here in a minute. But that's the word that I want to associate with how we view prosperity and to think of what it means to be thriving in our life. So what does it mean to be thriving in our life? <laughs> well, my definition of it is somewhat idealistic, but I think a goal for every person. And that's to realize or merge the person who we are with the person that we want to be. And we all have this ideal in our life. And oftentimes we don't measure up to that ideal, but that's part of the opportunity, if I can say, of living is to keep working at improving and progressing and whatever you do and however it goes so that we are starting to see the person we want to be in ourselves, that's the easy part because oftentimes we inflate <laughs> who we are and what we're able to do. But it's also getting indications of the person that we want to be from the interactions we have with others. And that, I think, is where we begin to see the talents that we've been given the instincts that we have, the common sense that we apply, the intelligence that allows us to think and create, coming together and being a really effective person in our families, in our businesses, in our careers, certainly in our communities, and for some lucky people in, in the world itself. So the way I measure what it means to, to thrive in this way is using your talents the way you want. Sometimes we have to use our talents for economic purposes. And oftentimes our talents are more expansive than that. So being able to bridge to places that are uh, important to us, having meaningful relationships. Of course, we want to talk about that within our family because the relationships we have in our family has economic and financial consequences and opportunities for us. I mean, we're caring for our family, right? And all the definition of that word. But also the measure of having the resiliency in the face of obstacles comes at us, right? So we want to be able to have the connection with who we want to be, who we are, so we can move ourselves back on track. And the last one is this part of resiliency, but it's the, the determination to make a difference. Being resilient is the capacity to stick to things. And the termination focuses us on, again, where we want to be. So those are all the elements, and there might be more, that allows us to, uh, to thrive in the, in the person that we are and hope to be. And I would say that determination to make a difference can help you be resilient in the face of obstacles. Absolutely. And that's an interesting point. Can you be resilient without being determined? And if you're determined, does that mean that you're resilient? I can certainly <laughs> see that point of view. Uh, and the other piece I should mention is that a person without wealth can thrive and a person with wealth can thrive. And in some ways, again, no judgment intended, in some ways, 
a person without wealth can thrive because they have to figure it out. A lot of times wealth can speed processes, as we'll talk about, and wealth can uh, bring resources to us. But sometimes we can, you know, to be a little bit crude about it, we can write a check to get things we want done done instead of having to do it yourself. So anyway, these are all parts of what I want to focus on because they do have this undercurrent of how's it all going to work with our wealth. So let's bring it back together then, the relationship between financial security and prosperity. When we have financial security, as you talked about last time, Wendy, we're able to be free to think and create. We're not going to bed thinking about you know, how we're going to pay our bills and we're not waking up in the morning thinking about how we're going to pay our bills. There's no denying that when you have financial insecurity, it permeates most of our lives. It can impact relationships. It can impact how we think, act, how we feel. It can impact our health. We talked about that. So when we have financial security, then the first thing we look at is we have the resources to meet our priorities. And if we're meeting our priorities, then that's part of us realizing the person that we want to be. Because if you have a priority and you're achieving it, then almost by definition, that priority is a part of who I am and who I want to be. So that's really important. The other thing of financial security gives us mechanisms to, to handle risk. And I think part of thriving is the willingness to take a risk. And it's not necessarily financial risk. Certainly we can uh, take on f financial risk when we want to be something greater than who we are. That might be, for example, going to college or graduate school or whatever those things might be. But it's also having the freedom to take a risk and to know that you have resources that it's not going to impact your family and your lifestyle. And that's a really powerful place to be. And that allows us in that creative component in being released from anxiety to start thinking about how am I going to get there? How am I going to be this person that I want to be? So that merger of who I am and who I want to be occurs. What's the difference between a wealthy person with prosperity and one that's kind of of average means? I would say the capacity to thrive can be the same. The difference between a thriving person with wealth and a person who does not have wealth is really the footprint. And what I mean by that is a thriving person with wealth can not only impact through the person that they want to be and are, in their circle, in their families, in their jobs, and in their communities. That's, I think, within the realm of anyone who is thriving. A, a person with wealth can go beyond that, can uh, bridge over to uh, greater community, to instead of individuals, to thinking of, of groups of people, of impacting that of being able to not only be in your community, but in the broader geography, however you define that. You know, it might be uh, your city or your state or even the world and those 
certain of those people that are able to do that. And I think the other thing is when we're thriving, we're doing specific tasks. And these tasks are part of what it means to thrive. We're working on things that are important to us. And that's a necessary part of that. But I think with money, with wealth, you can start packaging talents. You can bring in other people that are able to do these tasks. So you can continue to replicate those tasks maybe in other places, knowing that there are resources applied, but also you can maybe reach higher to think of the bigger tasks, to making your footprint more impactful in that world. And in a lot of ways, that's money. It's not simply throwing money at these things. It's having the, the money basically to acquire um, people of, of talent, of being able to achieve things through money, having resources and capacity to reach other people through the mechanisms of communication and, and the like. And that's true of companies. That's how thriving companies come to be, is it's the collection of talents that then allows this a company's footprint to be greater. So it's very much in that same context. But that's the privilege of that. But that does not mean that a person's impact is necessarily more meaningful. It just has a broader reach, I would like to say. Okay. Now, once you gain prosperity through financial security, is that the end? Have we reached the top of the hill? Can we just, you know, sit back and relax and just just glide from there? That sounds boring. <laughs> it <laughs> so, does. So how do we avoid coasting? It's an interesting question. If you're thriving, can you coast? When you achieve your ideal person as you have sought it, does that become the new normal? And then when it becomes the new normal, do you start thinking of other things that you want to do in your life, other newer ideals, bigger ideals. So anyway, uh, th this is getting a bit far afield, but, but, but it's an important part of, you know, life, life comes at us. So we may be in that place. That's a thriving uh, place for us in, in, in our world um, as we define it. And then, you know, life comes at us. Maybe it's the loss of a job or a change in family needs or a new child, a, a sick child, a parent you have to take care of, whatever. We know all those things. Maybe it's an illness that we have that changes our horizon. So instead of giving us maybe a, a, a longer runway to thrive in, you know, maybe we have to start thinking about a shorter runway and that can change our priorities. So those things all come together in periodic eras that we have in our lives and, and that is what life is, right? So it's, again, going back to that resiliency and determination part of it, uh, you know, as it goes forward. But we can expect to be in uh, thriving phases and, and non-thriving phases in our life. So what do we do with the wealth plan? How do we adjust it when problems arise that cause financial insecurity? Well, we think of our needs, wants, and aspirations. Um, needs have to be met. <laughs> you know, needs as we would define them would be shelter, food, health care, things like that. You know, wants are things that are uh, beyond that, and aspirations, of course, are part of what it is for us to be that person we want to be, okay? So 
when we suffer setbacks, however those things come to us, when we ground ourselves again, part of that grounding is to go back to our wealth plan and work it. Get back with your advisor and say, I've had X, Y, and Z happen to me. We need to address this so I can get back on track. Maybe it'll be a year or two to get to thriving again, but we need to refocus and get back on track. And it may be in context such as a, a change in your family situation or, or with a, a health scare that our priorities just may be different. And that's a good thing, can be a very good thing. So we go back and, and revisit the wealth plan. We look at the resources that we have. If we haven't lost a job, our resources might be the same. And so it's a refunding of priorities, if you think of it that way, to shift those resources and to really move the, the objective of those resources and how they are meeting and funding those needs, wants, and aspirations. And when we have that matching of resources to funding or paying the bills of our needs, wants, and aspirations as they come through, then we're financially secure again. Once we're financially secure, we have prosperity, uh, and then we have an incident, like you've mentioned, and we have to go back to that wealth plan to build it back up again. While we are building it back up, how does this affect prosperity? Well, let's think again about thriving. A couple of things. You know, maybe there's a job loss. So you think about maybe you want to stay in the same industry, the same position, and you go about that. That's perfectly fine. And obviously, oftentimes, that's the fastest way. But there might be other instances where you it, it becomes an opportunity to do something else, to start a business or to change careers and things like that. And of course, if you have financial security, presumably that means you have some assets that can carry you through that. Right. So you have that that capacity, that cushion. So that allows you to rethink it. You also you know, imagine going through an illness. It doesn't have to be uh, life threatening. It can just be uh, an illness, but causes you to, to think about that, you know, your, your horizon. And so you revisit maybe some relationships and things like that. So thriving, thriving again is an outcome. And it's an outcome of having that financial security. Now, you bring up an interesting point. Okay, can you thrive while you're getting back to financial security? And it isn't an on-off switch. When I was in financial security and I had prosperity, which meant that I was thriving, it doesn't mean when I lose financial security, I become insecure that suddenly every place I was thriving is thrown apart. When you think about relationships and things, in many instances, that investment in thriving with relationships can help us get through those tough times. So it's, it's really a matter of identifying where in our prosperity have we dropped back? Have we lost some of the thriving elements of it in those areas? And then we focus there to get us into that place again of thriving. But maybe we want to thrive in a different area of our life, or maybe there's degrees of thriving. And, and that's all part of the process. There is no one right answer to it. But in some ways, that's kind of the privilege of being creative and having the ability to revisit things with important people in your life, like your wealth advisor and your family to revisit these things and say, okay, 
here's where I was. I was really happy where I was. I'm not in that same position now. How can I recapture or reinvent where I am? And that is a measure that, you know, we are given the gift of creativity to pursue and to uh, allow and sharing that with others to get that path maybe differently formed or wider or narrower in a different direction, but it's a path that we want to be on. It's interesting. This is why it's important to keep trying new things and getting out there to test what you like and what you don't like. I have a friend who took karate and loved it so much, bought a karate school, made his little hobby into something that was a thriving business. Then he decided he was going to start making beer. Then he started talking about opening a brewery. It's like, you know, this guy turns every hobby into a financial whole empire. Well, and that's a, a wonderful example. That's thriving. You know, it's just it's just moving along with life. And clearly, parents with children have a higher order responsibility, right? <laughs> but all, but that's all what we want to think about. That's why I said there's no right answer to thriving. It's just you need to say what is thriving for you. You define it the best you can and you plan around it. And then you go for it. And maybe what you end up with isn't exactly what you thought thriving would be. But that's not a failure. That's just another step along the path. So let's talk about it. Let's get it all out in the open. What do we need to do to achieve financial security and then gain prosperity? Tell well, us what's MC- exactly piece by piece. I would yeah, like so, to know. <laughs> Very good. So in MCM, we have a process. It's a process that works very well. It's by no means the only process, but we want to keep our focus on this word plan because it all starts with that. So the first part of what we do at MCM Wealth and looking at these areas is not consider in many ways the money part of it, the asset part, the investment part. We want to discover the client and ask the kinds of questions that we've contemplated here today and in the previous podcast on what is financial security, defining that. How do you relate to money? But more importantly, how do you relate to other people? Where are you? Are you satisfied? If not, why not? And these are important questions. We're not psychologists, although Bob Hoyt, who is our partner, is a psychologist. But I don't want to overstate that role because we aren't in the manner of counseling of being a life coach. Do we touch on that? Certainly we do. When we identify an area of weakness in a person's ability to thrive, can we suggest that person pursue other professionals to move along that path so we can get all the oars in the, in the water uh, going together? That's all part of it. That discovery is essential. We want to know the needs, wants, and aspirations, the talents, the values, and then we look at the resources. What do you have available in income, investments, and assets and property to help you get there? Because in many instances, in most instances, there's some measure of financial impact that has to go on. So once we've assembled this, these become effectively the inputs to what the wealth plan becomes. The wealth plan is the big picture. The financial plan is what goes on in the you know, this year and the next couple of years. And 
we plan it out. You know, if you if you want to start a brewery or you want to start a karate school, then we start saying, where are you going to get the money from? Let's let's map it out. And here's how much you're going to need. And here's your time frame. So that becomes part of the wealth plan. And that process moves forward. And then ultimately, those resources have to work. They have to produce income. They have to produce growth because we don't know in our future how we have to value things, what the price of those things will be five or 10 years down the road. So we need to have our resources grow to give us that cushion. And we get it all put together and we review it. And then do we let it sit on the table or in our bookcase or in our no. folder and never look at it again? No. <laughs> Very good way. <laughs> you know, I knew that one. <laughs> I, I, it's an active document. Does it mean you look at it every week? No. But do you look at it at least maybe twice a year, four times a year, certainly once a year? Absolutely. Whenever there's something gone, we go back to it. And actually, your wealth advisor should be using it because that wealth plan effectively should be the agenda for each meeting to say, how am I doing? Am I on track? And if you've done a good job in planning and doing that discovery process, it makes it really easy how to conduct the meeting because it becomes effectively the agenda. And when we revisit, we revisit to tune to say, okay, we thought we were on this path for thriving, but yeah, we get there and it's not quite what thriving meant to me, right? It's not quite that ideal. Okay, let's retool, rethink, and tune. And we just continue this process, you know, going along the way. So this has been enlightening. We have to figure out a lot of stuff. We have to plan. And all of that will help us to worry less, to thrive, and be prosperous. Yes. For everyone that can do it. Yes, let's do it, right? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Well, Kirk, I thank you. These have been some uh, fascinating the last couple of episodes. So thank you for giving us all of this information. And um, we will talk to you soon. It's my pleasure, Wendy. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. This is Jeff Hakeem again. Thank you for listening to this episode of our MCM Wealth Podcast. Please click the follow button to be notified of new episodes as they become available. Also, please visit our website at www.mcmwealth.com or call me on my direct line at 415-299-6500. 74 so you and I can have an initial discussion. We look forward to learning about you.